Welcome everyone to the sports safety update. Today we're going to be talking about emergency action planning for the middle school athletic programs. My name is Jim Mackey. I am uh, with the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program and I'll be your host today speaking with Jerry Stevens, Director of Athletic Training uh, for the Duval County Public Schools. The purpose of this is to help prepare our middle school coaches, parents, and students uh, to be prepared uh, in safety action plans uh, should an emergency occur. So we're going to start today with just some basic, very basic things related to emergency action planning. And we'll begin with uh, Jerry Stevens just talking about what are some of those basics. Thanks, Jim. And thank you for the opportunity to put this uh, valuable information and make it available to our uh, athletic directors, coaches, and parents at the middle schools. Uh, the basics are, you know, obviously the best place to start. And what are the basics? You know, the, the main thing that you want to know and want to have in place is uh, that you have a plan and who is going to be part of that plan and what role does each person within your plan have? So, you know, as, as it says on the slide, who, what, when, where, who to call, uh, you have someone in your team, your emergency action plan team that you've uh, put in place prior to any event uh, so that you've been able to practice that. Uh, who's that person that's going to call 911, you know, in the event of a medical emergency? Uh, who is your game manager? Who's in charge of the event? Uh, you know, and what are their roles and responsibilities? Who's going to make sure that uh, they know they're the person in charge of the AED? They know where that AED is located and they will go and get that when summoned to do so. Um, who's the person that's going to be in charge of security? If it's your school resource officer, uh, are they going to be in control of uh, helping maintain organization? In other words, the parents, the fans, they stay in, in the stands uh, so that you don't have a, a chaotic situation. Uh, do you have someone that will locate the parent or guardian for the injured student athlete? And, uh, and then, the difference between indoor and outdoor is really venue specific. So uh, if we, if we start with our indoor uh, athletic events, your basketball, your volleyball, um, there should be an AED located in a, in an obvious location uh, there in the gym. Familiarize yourself where that AED is located prior to the uh, event taking place. Um, and then uh, where are the exits and entrances? How are the emergency action, you know, the emergency medical personnel going to get to where you are? Uh, being able to have someone that's on the phone that called 911 that can explain to the dispatcher, you know, where you're located on campus, the address, uh, everything specific as you can be so that uh, they can give that emergency crew the most direct route to you. And then having people involved that Make sure those doors are unlocked, those gates are unlocked, so they have the, the quickest access uh, to that uh, location. Okay. We're going to break it down a little bit more specifically at this point uh, because those are good uh, points to start with. But when you think about emergencies, they happen suddenly, they happen quickly, they happen without warning. Um, whether it's a uh, um, fracture, whether it's a cardiac arrest, or whether it may, uh, heaven forbid, uh, some type of shooting event that may occur. The first and most foremost thing you want to do is to assess the patient. Uh, assess what's the problem. But first really begin with, is the scene safe for everybody? 
uh, what do we need to do to make sure everybody else is safe and that we're not putting ourselves in harm's way. The second part of that is to assess the patient, to see if there's any uh, loss of consciousness, to see if they're breathing or not, to see if they're unresponsive or responsive to stimulation, to uh, look for any bleeding, uh, look for any uh, joints, bones that might be out of place and obviously leave them in the, in the place where they're at at that time. And uh, is there any profuse bleeding that needs to be addressed very quickly? Uh, the second part of that would be to initiate your emergency action plan. So we've got a situation here. Let's, emer- let's activate the emergency action plan, which helps everybody to get into their roles and responsibilities. And Jerry, I'll let you take it from here uh, where we're going next. If you go ahead and put your next slide up, then we can have that for everyone to look at. So, uh, as, as Jim, as you just so, so well uh, mentioned uh, and explained, is you know you want to as- assess the patient and your surroundings to make sure that you want to move forward. We're assuming at this point that AE, you know, the emergency medical services are going to need to be called. So we need to at that point our person that we designated in our in our team uh, to make that call. And then the next person, if we need that AED, we're going to go ahead and get it anyway, because you never know, even with um, any type of situation, if a, if a student athlete goes into shock or there's something else that could could cause them. So go ahead and have that AED readily available. And uh, and then you're going to direct and you're going to delegate your remaining first responders. And it take a little side note to that is uh, one of the great things about the Duval County Public Schools is all of our coaches and athletic directors have been trained in first aid and CPR. So they, they can immediately uh, respond to a situation. Um, again, and crowd control is really such an important thing. And to expand on that a little bit, um, everyone has, has a concern and an interest. When you see the game is stopped, uh, a, a, a young girl or a young boy is laying on, on the court or on the field and people hovering around, everybody wants to be helpful at that time. The best way to be helpful is to remain where you are unless you're summoned or you're previously determined as being part of that emergency that emergency team. So uh, parents, if, if it's, it's your son or daughter, you know, to be patient as, as soon as things are, you, you, you will be summoned to come and to help. Uh, the less chaos, the more control the more calm we can keep over the situation, the much better result uh, in the long run. Um, someone needs to meet the mer- your emergency medical responders at the gate. Uh, don't assume that they'll be able to find it. Send someone outside to the parking lot, outside to the entrance of the school, and basically a conga line where they can find a way and they're directed as expediently as possible uh, to the area where they need to be seen, uh, the young, the young uh, man or, or woman. Um, and then afterwards, once, once, uh, the student athlete has been, uh, managed by, uh, more experienced personnel, they've been placed and transported, uh, you know, to the area of the hospital or the emergency room, uh, closest by, or as determined by, uh, uh EMS, um, then have a little bit of a debrief. Just a, I would it, at that point in time, just a um, a quick one because the game has to resume. So you, you don't want to take up another 30 minutes doing that. But at the end of the game, schedule a time where all those that were involved uh, from your emergency action plan team can get together and you can look at how things went and then you can build from those uh, uh, those experiences. 
And add one, add one small aspect to that, in that being, uh, even at the middle school level, if you can meet with your visiting team head coach and just explain to them that, hey, uh, we hope nothing happens, but we do have an AED. It's on site. It's at the scores table or it's on the wall of, that's easy, easily accessible. Everybody here is CPR trained. Uh, we have an emergency action plan in place that could be even be shared with them prior to their coming to your school. Uh, if you do have some type of healthcare worker or parent that is there that helps you and assists in some way, to let them know so that people are readily identifiable uh, before something happens and not uh, during the uh, the crisis situation. So we talk about uh, use the term venue specific, and venue specific means there are all different types of indoor athletic uh, fields, programs, uh, courts, whatever, and uh, it needs every situation needs an individual uh, emergency action plan. Doesn't take a lot of uh, change in that, but uh, as we say, failure to plan is a plan to fail. So it's just taking that time preseason to make sure that your emergency action plans are simple. They're up to date. Uh, they don't have outdated phone numbers or outdated names of personnel that may not be there anymore. Uh, and how that uh, can best play. Uh, to be very organized before something happens. So that, that's a, that's a great point. And if if possible, uh, I recommend that if you're able to, you know, with Google Maps today, you can you can pull up uh, a satellite picture uh, of your of your campus, and to be able to then break it down venue specific to you know, where you have the baseball and softball fields, or the football and soccer field, uh, the track you know, the swimming pool, um, you know, and of course, just the overall school with where the gym is located, highlighted on that. Um, our athletic trainers at the, at the senior high school level uh, will will actually put arrows and direct and 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 uh, modify those Google Mac, map images in a way that makes it very easy to follow. And then below that, the contact information. They laminate, they laminate that, and they post it at all the different venues in a very um, obvious place to find it. So, you know, and if there's a concession area, there may be one there uh, on the on the entrance. You know, when you come into the gym, uh, right there on the back of the dugouts or the gate to get into the baseball or softball complex. Uh, same thing with the football complex, and then the coaches as well could have a smaller version of that that's laminated and kept on their person so that they have it. If it's a practice setting, because you got, want to look at things differently. You know, we always talk about an event when there have, when there's games going on, but I also want to take a moment to mention that this can happen just as easily at practice. And so it's important that just because it's practice, you haven't prepared for something bad to, to go to happen. We don't want that to happen, but we want to make sure that we're prepared when it does. And a lot of times, uh, it's important to make sure that that mobile AED, we have one that's fixed in the gym. Most schools have one that's in the front office. And our goal is to make sure that every athletic program at the middle school level has a second one that is mobile that goes with those teams when they go outside to those outside venues for practice or for events. And that way we stay within that three minute time frame that's so important that you'll hear about in other podcasts, but the availability to have that AED on site right away. You know, what are the intricacies uh, of your specific 
venues where you practice and play your events? You know, is there a double gate that's specific to enter the, the field of play or the track for the outdoor activities? You know, is that's a double gate. You know, that's where they're going to come in. There are other gates, but they may the EMS uh, team may not be able to get their equipment in through a, a single gate. They want to come through a double gate. So you want to make sure that's the specific one. The person has the keys that can open that lock and that it is available. There's no parking allowed in front of that gate that would block the egress and, and uh, of, of the emergency team. So you want to just think of little things like that uh, that don't seem big at this time, but are a big problem uh, in that situation. Um, you know, we talked earlier, but you want to make sure we keep some space because if everybody's crowded around the student athlete, it makes it much more difficult for the EMT paramedic crew to get to that person. So we want to make sure that every point of egress is really uh, made made for them to get there. Um, indoor and outdoor. Other than that, you know, uh, if 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 you're outdoor, Jim, and I know you you may pull into this in a second, but we have to worry about the inclement weather, and you know whether or not there's a storm coming or Again, as you mentioned earlier, is the, are the conditions safe to where that student athlete can remain where they are, or do we have to have a plan in place? You know, if we don't have, we can't. How can we make sure that they stay safe until the EMS uh, arrives? Uh, so you want to, you know, kind of uh, deal with that. Pool is one that's a little bit different in the sense that many of our our swim and dive events are managed with lifeguards there that are trained in CPR and AED usage. Uh, they're also trained in the uniqueness of an injury that occurs in the water and how best to, to trans transition that athlete from a wet environment onto the pool deck. But again, it's very important if you're at one of our, um, if you play your events at one of our high schools, they should have AEDs available, but you can always travel with your AED if there's no need for it to be on site because it's specific to your outdoor events. Um, so just some things to consider. You can kind of you, you need to customize that to to your specific school because each school is a little bit different. And if you're uh, participating at, at city parks, also their AEDs are available there. Do you have access to it or is it locked up? where you don't have keys. You need to know those things ahead of time so that you can prepare by bringing your AED with you. That leads into another aspect of, of if you're at a, at a outside venue, city park, or if you're traveling to a, another school, what is their emergency action plan? And is that shared with you? And that's just a good question to ask uh, when you arrive with the event coordinator or with the coach, uh, you know, what is the emergency action plan? What, what happens if something happens? Cause only the, the home team kids are not the only ones that get hurt. Sometimes the visiting kids get hurt and you have to have a plan in place. What are you going to do? You probably got less people to depend on from your side. So Who's going to do what? Who's going to work together? Who's going to call parents, administrators, and follow through on things? And as all coaches know, what does it take to be a, a successful team? It takes practice, practice, practice. And we use the phrase, prior preparation prevents poor performance. So you've got to practice these things. Uh, the time to, to do it is not when it happens. 
but the time to do it is when you can practice uh, annually prior to each season with your coaches. Involve your athletes. Give them a responsibility of what they can do, especially if you're going to be with just a few athletes in a volleyball situation or even a golf situation if there is middle school golf if there's not there there are small numbers of of participants on some teams and you need to get everybody involved in that and then as we said yeah so uh you know you want to post your plan where anybody can see it because again you know anyone can call 911 for you uh you know but not everyone may know what your actual location is and so it's important that uh they have uh, a well a well laid out explanation so that they all they have to do is focus on what's written there. They can read it and they can give that dispatcher the correct information so that they come the EMS comes to the right place. Um, and you know whether you know they're on the baseball field, whether on the softball field, whether on the pool deck, whether at the stadium, whether they're in the gym, are they in the dugout? Are they in the locker room? You know, all those things are important so that we can, again, decrease that span of time for we don't want to delay care any longer than than absolutely necessary. So we want to do that. One little uh, last note, um, Jim, that that came to mind when we were when we were talking here is um, for the parents. If your child has a condition, whether it's diabetes, asthma, they have a history of, of, of something like that. Uh, they're epileptic. These are all conditions that uh, children are allowed to participate in sports with. It's very important that you bring that to the attention uh, and make sure it's on that uh, your initial screening with uh, the pre-participation physical form. But also, you know, if your child's asthmatic, that 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 inhaler is available. Your, your child has that inhaler or if you're at the game, you have it, too. There's a backup plan there. Because many times a manageable situation becomes an emergent situation and the things that needed to be taken care of ahead of time were not. And, and, and last point is uh, what you brought up, Jim, which was excellent. You know, the home team is responsible for knowing what their emergency action plan is. But the visiting team is also going to be part of that plan because it may be their athlete, their student athlete that's injured. And so that just little brief um, meeting, maybe with the officials and you kind of go over a few things and say, this is our plan. This is what we take in place in the event we have a situation like that. Two, three minutes, everybody understands where their, what their role is. And it gives everybody a little sense of comfort uh, moving forward with a, with a successful event. Excellent comments, Jerry. And we will uh, post all of these slides in our show notes uh, that you can access um, with these podcasts. So thank you for joining us today on the Youth Sports Safety Update uh, produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program or JSMP. We are dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy and prevention. Please subscribe to our podcast and check our website at JAXSMP.com for more information. This uh podcast was also produced in cooperation with the Duval County Public Schools. We thank you for our relationship with them. So thank you. Please stay safe and get your emergency action plan in place and ready to go. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.